Hello and welcome back to another episode of Cody Underground. I am Cody Willard. It's April 30th, 2014. And this is another episode of Cody Underground, episode 15. And today is Wednesday, which means it's a Q&A. Oh, darn, I shouldn't have turned off the music. Let me put that back on while I'm talking about what today's episode is going to be. Today's episode is going to be a Q&A taken straight from tradingwithcody.com. I charge a thousand dollars a year or 99 bucks a month for tradingwithcody.com, but you can get a free trial subscription by heading over to scudify.com and signing up for a free account there and simply asking me for a free one month trial. I've never given one month free trials to tradingwithcody.com before, but uh, at any rate, I have been uh, offering it to Scudify users for the month of April, and today's the last day, so do it now. Today's Q&A starts off with uh, people asking me what's going to happen after the Fed announcement today, and I got several different iterations of that question, so... To summarize, feet to fire look, I would bet that the markets near term are about to rally 1% to 2% after the Fed minutes today, if only because I see headlines everywhere like this, quote, S&P 500 has fallen after the last 23 FOMC statements, or quote, how the Fed could spook markets this time. Look, I'm not trying to game a move like that. I don't care if it goes up 1% or 2%. I don't think you can gain 1% to 2% intraday or intra-week moves in the stock markets, of, which is comprised, you remember, of thousands of different stocks, or even the Dow, which is comprised of 40 different stocks, which means there's millions of different people trading those stocks for many millions of different reasons. Um, and... I'm not going to try to trade off of Fed minutes. I think that's a fool's game. Number two, Cody, Apple, 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 Apple. Why is it so strong lately? And if you guys have been listening to my podcast, Cody Underground here, you know I said a few weeks ago that, quote, if the momentum traders ever come back around and even just start to sniff around on Apple, it's going to run 100 bucks in a month's time. Well, isn't it happening now after their earnings release? And that's coding back in real time, by the way. Isn't that happening now after that recent Apple earnings release and the stock split announcement? The momentum guys are back sniffing it. The momentum money is flooding to it right now. I mean, a high dividend and quote-unquote cheap valuation stocks are back in vogue for the last couple months anyway, and Apple fits both those categories, especially after talking up their dividend and hiking up their dividend on that earnings call. Next question, Cody, software companies can be revolutionary. Is there one worth buying? My answer, is Scudify a software company? Is it a website? Is it an app company? I think it's all of the above, and it's revolutionary, and I own Scudify. So yeah, I do think 
uh, re- software companies can be ref- revolutionary, and uh, that one I certainly thought and think is uh, worthy of owning. Microsoft, on the other hand, formerly known as a software company, is hardly one anymore. What with all of its Xbox and computer accessories and other crap that it sells these days. If if I had to pick one software company, I would pick Oracle because I think it's by far the best-run software company in the world. My good friend Vitaly Katzenelson um, is a brilliant uh, money manager of value stocks, has... um, been buying Oracle since the low 30s, and I should have listened to him when we talked about it the first time a few weeks ago. But whatever the case may be, um, it's Oracle is the best-run company. The only reason I've never actually bought it is mainly because of how much I hate they, how much they pay their billionaire owner and other executives in outright salary each and every year while those guys are already worth tens of well ellison's worth tens of billions of dollars and he's still being paid hundreds of millions of dollars or often just a hundred million dollars on a bad year um in salary and or stock options and etc etc the guy still owns most of the company or a big chunk of it another question i got today was cody i am frustrated with short-term options in all And my answer is, look, if you're frustrated with short-term options, if you're frustrated with anything ever in your trading and investing, it often means that you are letting your emotions dictate your actions. And that's not a good thing. Emotions are always the successful traders and the successful investors' enemy. So I would suggest using just common stock for a while if you're frustrated with your options trading until you start to feel more in a groove with the markets and your stocks and with the options in general and then start tiny with the options once again. And always, whether you're trading options, day trading, momentum trading, swing trading, long-term investing, any of the above. Remember, it's always about the next 3,000 or 5,000 or even 10,000 days of your life, not the next few months, not the next few days of those options trading that you're trying to do or any other investments in trading that you're trying to do. Um, Cody, do you think Twitter could ostensibly become a Bitcoin or other money transmission mechanism given the secure tech they have and the hypothetical connect the dots between some of the venture capitalists who back Bitcoin and who also have backed Twitter. Also related, what what price does Twitter become a buy? My answer is I have pretty much lost all faith in Twitter's management's ability to innovate and their lack of vision for the future. Scudify.com itself has built around and innovated on top of Twitter, and I think we've got a much more sustainable and revolutionary long-term and buildable technology and platform in place than Twitter does. Facebook, of course, I think has the best platform of that sort uh, over the next three to five years, and I think they're doing a great job of monetizing it. Meanwhile, Twitter, I do not and have not thought they have been um, 
doing a good job. Remember, I've been bearish on Twitter since the day it came public, and I've been long in buying Facebook. It's been one of my it's been my biggest position since it hit 20 after it crashed after that IPO. I waited until after the IPO and I thought Facebook did a great job of maximizing every dollar they could get out of the uh, scummy too big to fail banks and uh, brokers who brought it public um, on their IPO and I have written about Google Cody, Twitter IPO and read about how I was just disgusted with Twitter's management for leaving $2 billion on the table when they came public. Here we are now, fast forward six months, and Twitter stock is down 20 bucks from where it was after the IPO because it had popped 20 bucks on the IPO, and that $20 on 80 a 90 million shares, which is what they sold to the public, would have meant $1.8 billion extra cash in the long-term investors and shareholders in that company's pockets. Instead, they got a pop on the IPO, and we're right now back to where we were when they came public. And I guarantee you Twitter's management wishes they had that extra $2 billion in their pocket now, like Facebook had because they maximized and got every dollar they could out of their quote-unquote traditionally known as a busted IPO. Um, point being, going back to talking about Twitter and whether I'd want to buy it, I, I, that th their lack of ability to innovate and the lack of a vision for a future might be priced into Twitter at some point for the near term. And I guess maybe I'd be tempted to change from bearish to bullish if Twitter were to fall another 30 or 40 percent, which would be put it at a $15 billion valuation down from about $21 billion as I answer this question today. Um, I might get interested in buying Twitter for a trade at that point, but I don't think I'll ever want to invest in Twitter's current trajectory or management. Someone then asked Cody, Let's short Twitter then, right? And my answer is, look, I shoulda, woulda, coulda shorted Twitter back when it hit 60 and, or whatever after that IPO and it spiked even more in the weeks that followed and days that followed its initial $20 pop after that IPO. But at this point, I, there's too little room on the, my downside target that I just talked about of 30 to 40% from here if for me to try to game shorting Twitter, buying puts on Twitter for a trade here. I think it's a good company and it's a good platform and I think they'll show growth. It's not like they're going to go bankrupt or something anytime soon, but I just don't want to own the stock. Doesn't mean I want to short it either. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, I will tell you, keep listening to Cody Underground. Be patient with your investments and trading. Emotions are the enemy. And today's music is the Buzzcocks. Why can't I touch it? We sampled this song. My band, The Muddy Souls, which you could Google and go on YouTube and search The Muddy Souls and watch some of our music videos. We sampled this song for a rap song before, turned it into something totally different. It's pretty cool, but it's a great song as the Buzzcocks did it. That's Cody Underground. I'm Cody Willard. Peace. <laughs>